0: Welcome to episode 44 of the DC Drop Podcast. I'm Tom. I'm Zach. Let's jump in talking about Shazam! The Box Office opening weekend and all of that. Well, for starters, it is getting very good reviews and and fan ratings and all that stuff. The cinema score for it is an A. Makes it only the second DCEU movie besides Wonder Woman to get an A. And besides that, I think Batman 89 and the Dark Knight Trilogy all got A's in terms of DC movies since it was... Since CinemaScore was created, I think Superman Four was the first movie after it was created. Did not get an A, <laughs> Superman Four, but uh, yeah, really good score for Shazam, and like like I said, the only the second DCEU movie to get an A Cinema Score.
1: Yeah, really good score, and it makes sense. I mean, if you've been following at all, any of the the general audience reactions to this movie it makes sense. I think a lot a lot of people like this and have reacted really well to it.
0: Yeah, and in terms of box office it ended up a little bit higher than initial projections with an opening weekend of 53.5 million that is obviously the lowest of the DCEU movies but this had a much lower budget than all of the other films it gives it the 10th biggest DC movie opening ever unadjusted for inflation of course but it's right between Watchmen and Green Lantern there's a bunch of DC movies in the low 50s there and so it's 10th out of all of the DC movies ever
1: yeah and especially you know ratio wise to the budget that they put into this movie that is that probably ranks up pretty high and as far as as dc movies but yeah that's a there's definitely no way that you could count this as not a success that was a confusing way to say that that was a good amount of money to get in the first weekend
0: yeah it's doing pretty well and we'll see what the legs are uh that's more you know it's going to be very important to see how this well without having a massive opening i mean 53.5 is good um but the, the big thing now is if it can lay out and spread good word of mouth and if it can continue to bring in good numbers uh, there's a good chance it will stay at number 1 this weekend it's opening with Hellboy Hellboy initial openings were higher and i've seen that drop and it looks like there's a good chance Shazam will stay number 1 and and maybe pretty easily depending on how it all shakes out but somewhere in the 20 million 20 something million range for its second weekend yeah internationally it ended up opening with 30 million in china and 102 million total internationally so it gave it a global opening of 156 million
1: yeah again that's
0: a that's a pretty
1: good amount it would be be cool to see it like get over 300 350 total by the the end time by the time that it's done running globally
0: yeah i think it's a really good chance for upper 300s yeah uh will it make 400 450 i don't know I, I would guess the range right now is probably 350 to 450 this isn't quite like Aquaman where it could really, you know, no competition for a while. And with the wintertime, uh, Christmas breaks and everything like that, I had a great opportunity for legs. This won't have as great of legs unless, you know, well, you never know when that could happen, but since it is more of a family film like that, I think it will have pretty good legs.
1: Yeah. And I think we talked about like internationally, this may be won't get as much money as some of the other DC films because of the lower budget. It's not quite as big of a spectacle. It doesn't have, you know, the insane constant visual graphics that like a film like Aquaman had. So that might hurt it internationally a little bit. um, But it's still, still on pace to do
0: pretty well uh, just globally. Yeah. And that, that is if there's a weak part, the Chinese, it was initially projected for 45 to 50 million opening weekend. And that just, continually dropped to where it had a 30 million opening weekend um face some local competition over there and it looks like it's going to end up with less than 50 million total in china yeah. uh early projections there so not huge there but it is doing pretty well ever in most other markets
1: and no surprise a sequel to shazam is in development according to the Wrap. so henry gayden is returning to write the script and director david f sandberg and producer peter Safran are also expected
0: to return yeah this came out the monday after the opening weekend so the wbu is at least impressed enough to start development on a sequel uh, i'm curious to see where this would what their plans are where they would go with this uh obviously spoilers if you haven't listened to our review or watched it but there's definitely a, a hint in the mid credit scene to where it can be going i don't know if that will be happening or if or how they're going to fit it in because they've talked in the past how they need to make this film relatively quickly if they want more Shazam movies because there's a young cast. So they need to get moving quickly. Um so I wonder how they're going to juggle that with also the news uh I don't know if it's news but Dwayne Johnson was talking about Shazam and Black Adam on Instagram and among other things said that they should begin filming Black Adam in about a year. I want to go back and look on that. I feel like he's been saying that for at least right 2 years now. Well, yeah, we're about a year away. Uh that'll film in 2019. Oh, that'll film 2020. Uh, it just seems like he's said that a lot and it is busy, but I'm sure they were waiting to see how Shazam did before Black Adam moved forward, maybe. Uh, but I wonder how they're going to juggle that in terms of do you, if Black Adam starts filming in about a year, then we're talking maybe April 2021 for that film, which would you would think if they want to move quickly on a Shazam single, that would be a good time to for a Shazam movie. So I wonder how they're going to do that. If they're going to have them release really closely or if they're going to try to separate that somehow, I don't know, because... Ah, uh, this is a problem you run into with splitting the Shazam and Black Adam films.
1: Yeah, it is a problem you run into with splitting it, and it would, like you said, it makes sense to get the Shazam movie out, the sequel out as soon as possible, while the the child actors still look relatively the same as they did in the first film. Um, so I don't know if that pushes back Black Adam, and then you can have just Zachary Levi or a mo- more grown up uh, Shazam appearing in that movie or you don't have Shazam at all because they, he did say that it was his idea to split it, um, to at least split the origin story. So maybe they could release in the same year, just separate them by a few months and not really tie them to each other and then like have Black Adam come out second and the end is the post credit
0: scene or whatever. The mid credit scene is him meeting up with Shazam in some way. So then and then would what be a Shazam 3 or a Black Adam 2 when they right. would cross <laughs> over? Yeah, I have no idea how they how they were planning to do that but yeah Dwayne Johnson did say it was his idea to split Shazam and Black Adam he called said he personally called up Toby Emmerich and told him like hey we need to split these because he didn't he didn't think they could fit two origin stories in I won't I don't say that I necessarily agree with him but um I'm sure he wanted more more screen time as a as a bigger player in his own film than a co-lead I guess but yeah I don't I'm not really sure how any of this is is going to shake out we'll just have to wait and see
1: Yeah, and the other thing is adding Dwayne Johnson adds just a little tiny bit to your budget, I think. Um, And so that it would be interesting to see like how a third, if you don't get to see Shazam and Black Adam together until the third Shazam movie, like probably diminishing returns on the sequels. Like, how do you how do you justify that? What kind of budget does that get? But that is so far down the road that it's probably not even worth speculating right now. Yeah, I think
0: if you throw in Dwayne Johnson in a superhero movie, that's going to boost. The superhero movie so i think he'll and also cause more international attention yeah. because he is well known so i think he would be a good addition obviously yeah. it's not really breaking uh analysis or anything all right on to the joker movie we
1: got the first teaser trailer released and we also got the first poster for the movie uh, the trailer was like two and a half minutes lots of stuff we haven't seen um what did you think about it just overall before we get into kind of details of it
0: as a as a trailer, I think it's a very good trailer. Uh, it, it it looks good. It's a lot of intriguing things going on. I think it's an excellent trailer, and I think this looks like a really good movie. I'm not sure it's one that I would rush out to see if it wasn't attached to the Joker, obviously. And it raises some interesting questions uh, in terms of what am I rooting for here and with seeing it being a Joker movie, and you know, am I what you know what do I want to see out of this and everything? But I think this is. A really well done trailer, and obviously, it's getting getting seems to be getting great reception and a lot of buzz uh, across the globe. Yeah, I I
1: agree with you. This is this is definitely a really well made trailer for you know any movie, regardless of what the subject matter is. It looks like a really good trailer. It it is intriguing. It sets up the visual tone, the kind of um, and also emotional story tone of this film. It kind of tells you what it's going to be like, which is mm-hmm. important in a trailer. Um, but like you said, I. I would almost like I would be great if I could wipe my mind and not know who the joker is or like have any preconceived notions about the joker and just watch this as like, this is just some interesting movie about a guy who has mental illness and is trying to be a stand-up comedian and like the terrible things that have happened to him and how that changes him and what's going on in his city. It's almost like to me, it's almost a detriment that it's I have all this kind of like baggage of who the joker is, what Gotham is, what all of these these other things are that are kind of hard to lay aside while
0: watching this trailer yeah absolutely and i know some people say just look at it as an else world's a new take and, and all that and i get that but it's if you if you've got any familiarity with the character it's tough not to bring some of that in there and you want to see the things you like about that character so uh you want to see that brought to life so i don't know how that how that is going to work if i'm going to uh, to start the movie feeling bad for the joker i think that's yeah i don't know i don't know how that's all going to work out and seeing the origin you know i was never one who said oh we can't see the joker's origin and seeing this, I'm like, uh, it's kind of uncomfortable because I don't know with just with the subject matter and, and what's going on. And you feel feel bad for him. But then you also realize, well, but at the end of the movie, it looks like he's going to be a terrorist who is going around uh, killing innocent people for whatever reason. So um, it's definitely an interesting character study the way they're doing it and talked about, you know, Todd Phillips or others involved have called it. that's more of a tragedy than anything. Yeah. So definitely very different for many a movie we've really talked about and i'm not sure what to expect from it mm-hmm. and we, yeah we
1: don't we don't know like all the story points obviously and a lot of times trailers will kind of try to misdirect you so i don't know exactly what's like you mentioned that it looks like maybe he's getting people to go with him to be terrorists to to cause havoc but it also like you can also read that it looks like he's like almost leading a revolution of people who've been mistreated and like they're all going to be the joker and they're all going to like rally together and fight back against the people who have been mistreating him like we see the the crowd of people wearing joker masks fighting with the police and so is he gonna be the hero or are we gonna be rooting for him like wanting him to to tell these like get these people all riled up and like fighting for things that have gone wrong to them or like you said is it more like he's leading them to doing bad things so it's it'll probably be open to interpretation in the movie and i I don't know, like I don't know where it's going exactly, just from this trailer, but it does look
0: interesting. Yeah, again, like yeah, I don't, I don't know. Third act wise, who, are we going to be rooting for the Joker in that situation, or are we going to root for the police wherever he's taking there? I don't know. Um, but a lot of a lot of interesting stuff going on there. We see him put a smile on young Bruce Wayne's face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we see. Yeah, I I wonder how that's going to fit. We see and arkham uh a version of arkham and so i wonder how all of this you know what batman history stuff they're going to keep and which they're going to throw out and and how that fits in
1: they we had talked like there had been details i don't remember how long ago this was that a lot of the movie was going to take place in the talk show like robert de niro's talk show Mm -hmm. and we only get a couple seconds of that, and here in it, it really does make it look like this movie is not going to take that much, like not much of it's going to take place there. Uh, so maybe that is the case that it's not going to be taking place as much there, or maybe they just haven't shown us much of the rest of the movie. They've just shown us kind of the first
0: act, maybe. Yeah, or that's well, I would I would assume we've seen more of the movie because I'm guessing he maybe develops yeah the Joker persona in the second act and then is fully unleashed in the third act or something like that maybe. Um, but then it also, that, that talk show could just be a one very important scene, yep. uh, similar to The Dark Knight Returns. I don't know if they would use that as inspiration or, or what they're going to do. This
1: isn't important, but one other thing that like didn't give me pause, but just jumped out as a little bit strange was it looks like there is almost like a Spider-Man 3-esque dance number on the steps coming in the movie, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. He might just be like jumping around but it kind of looks like that
0: <laughs> that's pretty random. Uh I did not think of Spider-Man 3 at all <laughs> at that moment. Uh I thought that was really cool. Uh I, one thing I should mention, the most fascinating thing of this by far is Joaquin Phoenix just going all in. Yeah, with a character. His performance looks great. Everything I've seen that's most fascinating. As much as I, you know, I've said in the past, I don't know that this even if this movie is a hit and I think it will do well financially and maybe great critically i don't know if it's the best thing for dc films in the long term for for everything um just in terms of what it adding confusion or d- diluting the marketplace and all of that um but yeah it looks like joaquin phoenix is going to turn in a fascinating performance if nothing else and as much as i'm as much as we know this is supposed to be a one-off or uh, that's what it seems to be some every time i'm like every once in a while you'll see something joaquin phoenix does and you're like man I would just like to see that across from a Batman and yeah. and see what that was like. Um, so I think if this is successful, it will make me wish there was a, or if I like Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal, it will just make me wish for a Batman versus this Joker movie. Yeah. Regardless of, you know, maybe the
1: apprehensions I have story-wise, universe-wise, character-wise, you said this is, this looks like an absolutely fascinating movie. And like you said, Joaquin Phoenix uh, seems like he's giving a,
0: a stellar performance. Yeah. And I think this is going to do really well just from the buzz. I mean, as well as a lower budget or budgeted R-rated film can do. I think just attaching the Joker's name to it, it's so well known and people are so fascinated by that story. I think it is going to be quite successful. Yeah. Well, let's move on to The Suicide Squad as we have a little bit more details. Uh, Variety is reporting that Idris Elba is not going to be playing Deadshot and will in fact be playing a new character in that film. It's unknown what character he will be playing, but it sounds like james gunn the director and wb and elba all met together and decided to not play deadshot um so i don't know if that was something that was concrete when he talked with james gunn in the first place like you're definitely playing deadshot or if that is something that just came out because well they dropped this news right after the kevin sujahara first detail so i wonder if that rushed that out or if or if in fact it was a chance that he could be playing a different character um but what do you think of this cool i i'm glad that
1: like it almost, it almost feels like they were listening to us because I think we, this is exactly like what we said. like If you're bringing Idris Elba, you might as well have him play a new character because Will Smith did such a great job as Deadshot. And even if Will Smith has said, you know, I don't really want to play him again, there's no point, especially in the Suicide Squad family of characters, to shut down that possibility that maybe you, you get Will Smith to come back as Deadshot eventually because there's so many other characters to play with in Suicide Squad and because Suicide Squad is all about switching in new characters.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people saying, why not just play a new character? That's not alone there. So this is exciting. Uh, the best part for me is that Elba joins the DC universe, and it's not bittersweet. It's actually just exciting now because before when he was replacing one, you know, it's like, oh, Will Smith's gone. Now Elba's coming in. So it's kind of bittersweet now. Maybe Will Smith never returns, but at least that possibility is there. And so I can just be happy that Elba is joining. Um, I still, I, like I'm already kind of wishing there's a third Suicide Squad, whatever they put in front of the title. And Will Smith and Idris Elba are arguing, whatever their characters are, if it's Deadshot and Bronze Tiger, if they're arguing over leadership because in the Suicide Squad, Deadshot was injured so he couldn't be on that mission or whatever, seeing them argue. Uh, I'm almost more excited now for a potential Suicide Squad 3 than than this movie, even though uh, there are things to look forward to in this. Yeah, it would be really, really awesome to see
1: them both on screen together both in the suicide squad but yeah this is this is definitely a really good change and like you said maybe they did try to get that out like maybe a little bit too fast and they rushed the details and they hadn't finalized it yet and that's the info they had at the time and they were probably waiting to this conversation to actually happen before releasing information and they just
0: they had to get something out yeah so again I don't know if we'll ever see Will Smith as chat again but I'm glad there's at least a possibility for that down the line somewhere in some movie whether it be suicide squad related or not mm-hmm
1: yeah uh and a little other note about suicide squad Viola davis is going to return as amanda waller that hadn't been confirmed before but now the rap says that she is coming back which is it's good she did a really good job in that character and if you can bring her back bring her back
0: yeah absolutely she's fantastic and probably the most important or you know one of the most important characters for the suicide squad uh well definitely for a suicide squad in the comics and everything like that um but for my personal enjoyment she's she's in the top three from with Deadshot and Harley. So that's very good news for me.
1: Yeah, lots of good news about uh, Suicide Squad.
0: Yeah, it's uh, not completely abandoning the first film like it looked like it was maybe a while ago. So I'm glad there are going to be connective tissues. And there's been some reports that other characters might return Rick Flag and others. And even if they bring them back for one scene just to get their head blown off, I hope that's not the case. But that's better than just having the same thing happen off screen. Yeah.
1: Next up, the 1989-97 to Batman films. All those, that's Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin, are going to be released on 4K for the first time. So it'll be available 4K digitally and physically on June 4th, and there's going to be an anthology set released on September 17th.
0: Pretty cool. I'm glad WB is going back into the vault to release the best quality of these films that they can. They released the original Superman film last year. The Dark Knight trilogy was just a couple years ago that they, they just came out on 4K, so I'm glad that more and more, and I want them to release all of these in the best possible quality, even if I might not be rushing out to get Batman and Robin on 4K. Yeah, day I one. <laughs>
1: I don't know. That's a pretty good movie. Um, no, I, I wonder, too, like, yeah, this is really cool, but it would be funny to see if maybe like, you know, Batman 66, when they went back and released like the HD versions of that, they were obviously shot at a time where they weren't thinking about HD. And so you, you can see some little bit of weird makeup stuff that probably won't be at that much to the case in these, but it'll be fun to like just see super high res versions of these movies. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I just want the best possible quality that they can do uh, to make it like what was, what it was like when they originally put them in theaters onto a bit of TV season four of preacher is going to be the final season of that show. According to AMC the final ten episodes will air beginning August fourth. So we haven't talked a lot about Preacher in the past, but it is still going on AMC. And I don't know if this is just because uh, it's never been a great ratings hit, but it's gotten good reviews and solid ratings for AMC. But Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are leaving Sony for for a deal with Lionsgate. So I don't, it, there's some implications that maybe that's why it's leaving, and not just because of the show. Uh, and they are showrunners for it, so or they're involved in the the production of it, so. Either way, season four Preacher is going to be the final season. Yeah, and hopefully they've had,
1: it seems like they had enough notice that they can ramp up the story in a, a good way. We also got some more casting news for Pennyworth from Deadline. So Emma Petz from Gentleman Jack is going to be a series regular as Martha Kane. That's the future Martha Wayne, mother of Bruce Wayne. And then Jessica Ellerby is going to have a recurring role as the Queen. That's the
0: Queen of England. Yep, uh, the future Martha Wayne, most well known for wearing pearl necklaces and enjoying long walks down dark alleys uh we will get to see a bit more of her probably the most extended role we've ever seen for her is being a series regular definitely will uh and then it looks like the the queen is going to have a recurring role as well yeah it's cool
1: we also got a first look at joker in gotham so there's a just an image of him and then there's also a teaser just about him just called jay and then
0: a extended trailer for no man's land yeah, this image and the, the video, it seems like something is obviously up with his face, and <laughs> not, obviously uh, I don't know what they're doing here. I, I've really liked the Cameron Monahan's performance and, and the look of the character, and they're going a very different way, I'm surprised by. Uh, it's kind of weird, uh, but it might look good in action, and we'll wait and see what it looks like in the, the final couple episodes.
1: Yeah, like you said, he he had a pretty good kind of joker look already but now it looks like they're it looks very like like nicholson's take on joker (laughs) (laughs) like it looks like someone almost cosplaying as him not like but doing a really good job of it it doesn't look bad or like bad makeup or costume or anything it just doesn't look super original which is weird because they
0: already had a pretty good original look at joker so it's just kind of interesting yeah it's weird i don't know if it's eyes or whatever but something about that jumps out as nicholson like to me but there's definitely a mix of other influences that you can see there uh, yeah, and it would, it, yeah, with the trailer for the end here starting to look good, and final two episodes will be April 18th and 25th. On to a little bit of Arrow news. Spoilers if you don't want to know about casting-type stuff, but Emily Bett-Rickards, who plays Felicity Smoke on that show, is going to depart Arrow after season seven. So we know that season eight's coming back for just final ten episodes in the fall, and it sounds like she's not going to be a part of that at all all i don't know uh i don't know if she'll return at some point maybe for the finale or what but it sounds like she is not going to be a series regular for sure
1: <laughs> yeah and it was kind of weird like how it happened it seemed like it wasn't exactly planned or they didn't have a lot of heads up and then they were kind of a little bit scrambling to get more details and to put out a story about it but yeah it's a little strange and the season eight just seems to be getting kind of weirder and weirder as far as final seasons of shows go
0: uh it's definitely unique um yeah, yeah she d- that's did a good come way out. To put it <laughs> she did have kind of a cryptic instagram post i think it was as they were beginning to shoot the finale so it doesn't sound like they had a lot of a lot of prep time or know what i don't think the arrow production planned on her not returning that's what it looks like um so hopefully they can give a satisfying ending in the season seven finale um i think there's I'd be surprised if we don't see her in some capacity in season eight, but with this season and the flash forwards, we already kind of know where her character goes. So yeah, it's a, it's a tricky situation. And then I wonder how they're going to fit that all in. Um, I think they've done a lot, you know, plenty with her character and that I'm not necessarily desperate for more, but it would be weird uh, to see season eight, the final season in its entirety without her showing up at some point.
1: Yeah. Hopefully they can get her to show up in some way or like you said, uh, wrap up season seven in a way that satisfactorily
0: explains it. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening and we'll be back soon.